Welcome back to the podcast. Today we'll be discussing Pontiac's Rebellion, in which natives blasted the red off the English's unfashionable coats. So grab your musket and pledge your allegiance to Britain, because we're about to A-push history. Pontiac's Rebellion might have been one of the most important and gruesome events in the struggle for Native American rights in history. This almost crusade-like battle started by just 300 natives would have a lasting impact on how Native Americans would be viewed by Britain. By proving that they were a threat to British soldiers and that they would not simply comply with everything the British mandated, the Native Americans gained a stronger position in negotiations with the colonists and, in a way, gave them some more street cred. Pontiac's Rebellion started a little after the French and Indian War ended in 1763. After the war between the French and the British, the British had gained a large portion of France's North American colonies. This didn't bode well for the natives. The original owners of the land... The original French owners of the land, however, attempted to coexist with the natives. They participated in the fur trade and benefited the natives with their presence, equally benefiting each other, unlike the abuse others would face from nations such as Spain. This trade partner-like relationship changed once the British took control of the area. There was little trade between the two groups and the British were much more restrictive of where the natives were allowed to sell, which ultimately did not benefit the British as much as it did the French. Something to be learned from this is that maybe people won't listen to you if you just barge in and take all their land. Eventually, in May of 1763, Ottawa chief named Pontiac got tired of the English's crap and gathered about 300 men and led a siege on for Detroit. Imagine that. Only 300 men started the fight against Britain. Just think, that is less than half of the United States average amount of students per high school. Going against the great power that was Britain. This first attack was unsuccessful, however, but it inspired many more natives to join Pontiac and launch a large-scale attack on the British in the region. The attacks lasted for three years, but ultimately failed in completely removing the British from the area. Pontiac negotiated peace with the British in July 1766. Even though the actual assault of the rebellion failed, the natives were able to scare the British enough into giving them more representation, something that was very scarce at the time. The first thing that, the, that scared the British was the Native American ability to come together so easily. The small force of only 300 soldiers eventually grew to more than 3,000 men, coming from 15 different tribes. The ability to gather into so numerous a force scared the British. The Natives were not the small, independent, uninfluential eastern woodland tribes that they had originally thought they were. They were, in fact, a large interconnected culture who all shared similar grievances with the British and were able to band together under one common goal. Throughout history, you can see that when everyone is on the same page and wants the same thing, they fight with a passion that can help them succeed. In fact, during the height of the conflict, the natives actually had a larger military force than the British soldiers fighting them, even though the British were the strongest military power at the time. I'm sure some British soldier back in 1763 said, Hey, mate, maybe we should leave these natives alone and get back to eating some muffins and drinking some tea. Overall, the fact that the natives were able to band together into such a large force scared the British and made them wearier of how powerful the natives really were. The natives fought hard and ruthlessly during this conflict. The soldiers they took as prisoners were faced with horrors, and if they survived, were tainted by the dreadful experience forever. John Rutherford accounted his experiences, and before his imprisonment, accounted the n that the natives painted themselves black and red to dwell fear into their enemies. 
If I saw anyone rushing at me with a bone hatchet covered in black and red, shouting, I would be a little scared. Rutherford claims that when he was being taken by his soon-to-be master, he saw his dead captain and other dead soldiers being scalped and stripped naked. A brutal example of the natives is that Sir Robert Davers was trying to escape when the natives tried to get him, but he was killed and he fell into the river. After this, the natives retrieved him, cut his head off, and buried him after they took his scalp off. Now, back to Rutherford. When he was taken back to the natives' village, he experienced abuse from drunk natives. However, his master's wife covered him with furs, hiding him. Soon, a pack of Indians came for him, but his master, surprisingly, told them that he was carried off to another hut, surely saving his life. Rutherford claims that they were celebrating and eating the body of Captain Robertson. Luckily, Rutherford did not embark on this feast. Although most tribes were not cannibals, some were, and unfortunately, the one that Rutherford ran into was. Rutherford's master soon came less hostile to him and dressed him as a native, but informed that he would never return to the English, which wasn't particularly on Robert's agenda. Rutherford was oddly put into his master's family and was to consider them his actual family. Rutherford luckily escaped later on, having to have this memory in his head for the rest of his life. Imagine if you were someone who was randomly drafted into the military in a foreign land, and then this happened to you, and losing all hope of returning to your old life. This all shows how desperate the natives were to win and prove a point. The point being that the natives were a force to be reckoned with. This remarkable achievement for the tribes of scaring the British came primarily from Pontiac himself. After the end of the Seven Years' War in 1763, Pontiac saw the quick regression of the French and the encroaching British settlers. He strove to create a unique, pan-Indian identity, as it was called. With the help of Neolin, a religious figure and prophet from Delaware, Pontiac quickly amassed thousands of followers to start the rebellion. The means of how they acquired an army that fast are not uncommon, too. One of Pontiac's most inspiring speeches used religious propaganda. He claimed that the Great Spirit had provided for them what the British were filching. The speech was a story of Neil and travels through the forest in one of his visions. He claimed to have been lured to the master of life's humble abode. He climbed a sheer cliff with only one hand and one foot until reaching the top, where the spirit resided. Pontiac claimed in his speech that the spirit demanded, These dogs dressed in red, who have come to rob you of your hunting grounds, and drive away the game, you must lift the hatchet against them, wipe them from the face of the earth, and then you will have my favor back again, and once more, be happy and prosperous. This great spirit gave birth to the crusade-type motive of this rebellion. The natives were taken back their promised land, which was their original home. Pontiac's great spirit propaganda was the heart and soul of two speeches in 1763. These speeches, in a way, can make you think of Jonathan Edwards and George Whitefield convincing colonists to live a sinless life and return to Puritan morals. This time, however, Pontiac was using the name of the Great Spirit to convince others to his cause. His recruiting effort was one of the most awe-inspiring feats considering the rebellion. Before we get to the second reason, we have a quick word from our sponsors. Proclamation-O's, the cereal that will stop you right before you consume its nutrients that you so desperately need. Buy specially marked boxes and receive an authentic shoe buckle. Now, back to our friend Pontiac. 
The second reason why Pontiac's Rebellion was so important for Native American rights was that it made the British consider the Native Americans more heavily when it came to the topic of land rights, something that always raised tensions. Since Pontiac's Rebellion was fought over the unfair land rights that the Natives were getting, the British had to give them more consideration when thinking of how to distribute land in the New World. This caused the British to slow their advance into the Ohio River Valley. In part, due to Pontiac's Rebellion, the British issued the Proclamation of 1763. This order drew an imaginary line along the eastern border of Ohio and prevented the colonists from settling past it. This made the colonists very angry, but who cares about what they think anyway? This proclamation, in turn, gave the natives more land and more freedom from encroaching colonists. The fear caused by the actual threat posed by the natives caused the British to give them more land. So, even though Pontiac's Rebellion ultimately failed, the natives still received more land and halted the progress of the colonists, something that we all can agree is a landmark in native power. The English crown feared the Native Americans after the rebellion, understandably. The middle ground became the natives' land after its strict defense. It was first a breeding ground for tribes that were ravaged by disease and pushed immediately out of the colonies. This middle ground gathered many native tribes into one. Appalachia soon became off-limits for the British and their colonists, too. So, the colonists were just a little mad that they couldn't settle on what they just fought for. Just kidding. This actually made them extremely furious. Overall, Pontiac's Rebellion led to a large increase in the power Native Americans held in the eyes of the British. The sheer numbers amassed by the Natives and the threat that they posed during the Rebellion scared the British, a feat not so commonly achieved at this time. It made them much wearier on how they treated the natives in their land. As a result of this, the British made the Proclamation of 1763. This gave the natives more security in their land in Ohio and prevented colonists from forming permanent settlements. So, even though Pontiac's Rebellion ultimately failed, it did succeed in making the natives a more important figure on a larger scale and gave them more security in their land rights. That's it for today's podcast. We hope you learned a lot about how Pontiac scared the teacups out of British troops. Until next time, this is A Pushing History.